0: to be a child hello and welcome to some assembly required our podcast over here at waynefleet bic church where we discuss life through the lens of our anabaptist roots my name is julie adams and i'm joined by pastor wes hillis welcome pastor wes hi well to be together today on our podcast
1: yeah I was surprised you didn't say the Ignite intro you know what youth podcast I was really surprised you were working at it you were making sure
0: I had to focus so if you tune in regularly on Mondays um, you may not know about our youth podcast on Friday or maybe you catch both but Wes and I record a podcast that comes out every Friday and it's geared more toward youth and what they're learning. Yeah. So we encourage you to check that out as well. Even if you are not actually a youth, you can still tune in and um, and hear what we're talking about. It's always yeah. a it's always a great discussion, and uh, it's a lot of fun over there. Yeah. So, but we do a slightly different intro, and it's, uh, it's, throwing it's, it's a it's thrown. It's very
1: co- it's, it's habit to yeah. do that. So I was impressed that you didn't say it.
0: Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Point one
1: for Julie. one for Julie. (laughs) 10 points as, you know, we've (laughs) been throwing those around. Um, Yeah, so Sunday we had our Youth Sunday.
0: Yeah, awesome service. Yeah. And uh, the youth did a great job.
1: Yes. And
0: uh, it's so good to have them be part of it or to not even just be part of it, but to see them step into that leadership role Mm -hmm. and into that, um, you know, just,
1: kind of serving. Yeah, I see them
0: serving in a different way and, yeah, yeah, really nice.
1: We we had people on ushering and greeting, and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we had people on worship and just different kind of areas and just kind of serving. Usually a lot of our youth serve, say in Kids' Corner or Mm -hmm. Nursery, um, but this time they actually got to be right kind of in the front and kind of in the center of it. So it was was really cool for them. Um, And yeah, hopefully we can do more of those Mm -hmm. and we can keep going. and yeah, it's it's really cool because I think it really showed how multi-generational we are mm-hmm. because we we have this group of young people now coming up who, uh, for a long time, I would say people thought, I think I think you go back two years ago, people really thought the teenagers who were in high school then are like, they're going to walk away from faith in general because it was so like, faith was kind of a thing that people looked at, but like, no one's going to want to do that. Yeah, but now these these people are some of the most spiritual seeking people there are. Mm-hmm. So it was awesome to actually be able to include that and actually be able to say like, these youth are actually ones that like they will blow your mind on certain things because there's like you don't expect them to have that level of maturity, have that level of faith. Yeah, at such a young age. So it was really cool.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you brought us a message too on Sunday. Yeah,
1: yeah. Second, I think it's my second. time Yeah, I'm I doing think it?
0: so. You were here in the summer too yep yeah well, not here in the summer you spoke I work here so. you are <laughs> here every single day every day of every my day. life for <laughs> the
1: remainder <laughs> of my life yep yep no I've been told so um no yeah it's my second time and I I, I was nervous to do it but I I really enjoyed doing it yeah. it was it was a lot of fun Good. um and I, I'm really passionate about our youth and passionate mm-hmm. about this thing that we call childlike faith um so we continued our series kind of of following Jesus footsteps. We yep. we continued that on and we were looking at how Jesus kind of raises up people constantly throughout scripture.
0: Yeah. Especially people maybe that society didn't hold to um, a standard. Like he didn't come to be like, Oh, Pharisees, religious leaders, you guys rock. Thanks so much for yeah, walking no, down no. the fort. He,
1: he was came from like, the people pushed to the side.
0: yeah, he started at the outside, at, at the outskirts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He really came in and helped those who are pushed aside who were not really the center of focus in society. The ones who were seen as say unwise, not really there, or just kind of like not important. Yeah. And we, you know, we gave just a quick view of like, you know, widows and foreigners and sick. Like I think of like the woman with two coins, the widow, the mm-hmm. woman with two coins or the Samaritan woman as a foreigner or the yeah. woman who had hemorrhaging. And um, yeah. just by touching you, like we we talked about how there's a common theme in brokenness. Mm-hmm. Each of these, each of these categories that people would have felt broken, but have felt pushed to society. And that feeling that would have come with that is I don't really deserve that kind of love I don't really deserve that kind of care but Jesus shows it no matter what mm. he shows that love he shows that care and I think we do it in our day and age today almost more yeah like w- the thing is it's not it's people in high societies people in like say middle income low income mm-hmm. all across the world in any society any of us will say well I don't really deserve certain things I don't yeah. really deserve that kind of love I don't really deserve that kind of care we all do it and we go through these questions of why, you know, why, why does this happen? Why does this happen? Why does this happen? Um, that's where we started off the sermon, which was really cool. Yeah. And kind of what happens next is we go into. I kind of left it there. Mm-hmm. I left it there, just kind of let that simmer, and then yeah. I said we're gonna come back to that, and it, and moved on really quickly. And I feel like it, I that was the part I was worried about because I'm like, there's gonna be a lot of tension, and people mm-hmm. are gonna be like, no, we gotta continue. Hold on, you caught us there. But I wanted to take us to uh, Matthew 19, mm-hmm. verses 13 to 15. Okay. Because this, 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 this message is about a childlike faith, having that. And it, and it says, Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. And see I want I want I want to paint kind of a picture for this scene cuz there's a lot happening. There's a, there is a lot of moving parts. There's a lot mm-hmm. of motion. So we're seeing these parents, these people whoever they may be for the children. They're bringing them to Jesus cuz they they've seen the importance. Yeah,
0: they've, they've seen s- him heal, they've seen him mm-hmm. um, speak, they've seen yeah. him do miracles.
1: Yeah, and like they've seen about these things, they've they've heard about these things and they're like we need to get our children there. Like our children are the ones who need it. Our children are the ones who need to have his hands laid on them, that he may pray for them, that he may like it's almost like they're like when people have kids, they want to make sure they have the best doctor for their kid. Yeah. I can relate to that back to that scripture verse that when, when Jesus came to become for, you know, the righteous and the healthy and all this, or the sick and the ones who are struggling and the unrighteous. Like we see where this kind of yeah. line is going. So these parents are like we need to have this. Because they've heard of this man who is healing, this man who is saying the kingdom of heaven has come close. So that's that's what that's what we're seeing from the parents, from the children. Need to go see Jesus, but the disciples, the ones who we say are close to this Jesus, the ones who we say, oh, they're gonna know what's what, they're gonna know what's right. They actually rebuke them, those people. Interesting. They eh? push them to the side, like society does. Yeah. They push them aside, the but you know he's kind of busy. Like the rabbi is kind of bu- he's he's busy. He's he doesn't have time for this. But Jesus counters that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> like,
0: Yeah. He's like, no, no, and no, no,
1: no. I find we often we think of Jesus in a calm voice. We think of Jesus in a calm voice. It's
0: peaceful. But yeah. if you
1: listen to a word that he says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. That word hinder, like, you can't say that word in a calm way, I feel like. No. Like, there's, there's like, guys, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. no. And. He says for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such these and he, then he placed his hands on them he prayed for them he does what the people need he does what he knows is right mm-hmm. so what's happening here is you're having all these people run to jesus and the disciples pushing them away and jesus being like in the middle of all this hold on and just kind of stop yeah. and just kind of like five seconds is all it takes five like these this little moment is all it takes Mm-hmm. And we see this kind of faith being shared, this, this, this encounter. The parents are seeking an encounter for their children Jesus. And Jesus is like, yes, of course. Yeah. And, and some people may be like, well, why did the disciples do that? Why did they rebuke these people? Like these are just kids. Mm-hmm. But I want us to understand youth in biblical times and try to compare them to our time today. Sure. So youth in biblical times were often pushed down upon or pushed to the side.
0: Mm-hmm. How come?
1: I want, I want to say this first. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, they were loved. Like, in their families, they are loved. And I think that's very simple. We can make that easy comparison yeah. to us today. We love our youth. We love our children. Yeah. Families, family dynamics are very, very important. It would be the same in biblical culture. Like, mothers and and fathers love their children. We see, We can look at yeah, Scripture through of that. of course. We see the care that parents have for their children. It's important. Um. But when you go into society, it's a different viewpoint. They're not, they're not yours, they're not as important. Or this age of maturity, this age and wisdom. Mm. You're, you're viewed highly if you have a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Age and wisdom in biblical society was something that had to match up. And viewing someone who is young, you would assume they're unwise. We do that today yeah. in our culture as well. But so they're often pushed aside, viewed as unwise and are not taken seriously. In our culture today, we want to say this is much different. Obviously, this is different. There's no way that's the same. But, I mean, the most common thing in any generation of teenagers growing up is being misunderstood, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not taken seriously, kind of viewed as unwise. So this is generational. This happens in every generation, the same as our youth today. Misunderstood, not really taken seriously, and all these different things. So Jesus calls us not to hinder them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, how are we doing that? Like here at, BIA, at Wayne Fleet BIC, how are we actually not, how are we raising up these people? I think we're doing it well. Yeah. I think like our youth ministry, which I'm not to toot my own horn, I think our youth ministry is doing great. Yeah, I think we're, we're really doing well. You know, you can look at Kids Corner. Our Sunday school program. We can look at VBS that we do every year. It's oh, like our VBS, fantastic. Yeah. Or we can look at, um, youth retreats.
0: Mm-hmm. Wednesday night clubs. We Wednesday have night clubs. Here.
1: Absolutely. All these different things. And I, I, meant, this was my one little plug. I'm going to say it here sure. again. Um, but we're doing a fundraiser for our youth Yay! on March 26th. So next Sunday, um, where we're going to be doing brunch for the breakout and yep. people can come, they can take food if they want to donate. They can. It's a free will mm-hmm. kind of donation kind of scene. um, and, yeah, we're going to have a testimony of a few youth just kind of saying how okay, camp has impacted them, and it's going to be great. That's my little plug for that.
0: Nice. Please sign up at waynefleetbac.info. Yes, yeah, info.
1: yeah. Or if you know, you just show up, you show up. Um, <laughs> so we, at Wayne Fleet BAC, have a lot of support for our youth, mm-hmm. especially for their faith, for a young, active faith, because what's important to us is having that relationship with Jesus. Yeah. It, it's It's starting a lifelong lasting faith Mm -hmm. that's what that's what it is it's that relationship that's important to us and for many people in our congregation they would have experienced this whether growing up in bsc they would have experienced it from many other leaders many other people if if someone is new to faith they maybe have experienced this idea of a young faith when they first came to christ this on fire faith that we talk about when when new believers come we have this thing where it's like, oh, you're on fire. Like, you're just yeah. going. We all, I think, have experienced that before. But there's a phenomenon that I find happens in people in church, which is when we start to get a bit older, when we start to mature a little bit, we walk away from this idea of a childlike faith. Mm-hmm. We, view, we don't view that child and in terms of faith and maturity kind of the same thing. But it is important. Like, a childlike faith is important.
0: So how do you d- differentiate because, uh, between the two? So
1: We're going to get to that. Okay, great. <laughs> and I've, I just want us to first go through Matthew 18 because I think that, that's really important in this putting a base to this. So this is Matthew 18, verses 1 to 5. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child amongst them, And he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Mm -hmm. See, Jesus actually gives us instruction, actually tells us to have this childlike faith. You know, we can, we're going to break this down again because I think it's really important. When we look at what's happening here, the disciples are kind of coming to Jesus and they're kind of being like, you know, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Yeah. I think we can see what's going on here. They're kind of being like, who's the greatest amongst us? Yeah, is it me? Is it me? Are you going to pick? Me? I wonder if Peter yeah. said that. Um, <laughs> 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 but but I think Jesus recognizes this too and he sees it. He's like, "Hold on." And he brings this child to them and places them amongst them and then he says, "It's the child." Mhm. Like it's the faith of the child. Because there's something to that. And I can just imagine the disciples kind of sitting there being like, Oh, you did it again. Yeah. <laughs> we walked into it again. What like just confused, but also like, are we surprised? And it's because Jesus raises up these people. He raises up children. He raises them up and actually says how their faith is something that is so powerful, so different than what we know, what the disciples knew. And it's it's so so important and the disciples have been well what is a childlike face what how do you become like a child how do you do this Mm -hmm. and I want to share a story Mm -hmm. okay so I I got permission from Brock Weeb to be able to share this so do you remember our healing service yeah we had the privilege of hearing from Becca Weeb yes and how she had an injury to her to her one of her toes where she lost the nail it was like it was removed it was gone the
0: doctor said she'll never have one
1: yeah the doctor said she'll never have one See, I had the awesome honor of praying for people with Brock. And he told me this afterwards, he's like, and this is after her story and everything, and he said there was, there was times where, like you kind of accept what the doctor says, you accept it, yeah. but back at this, kept going. Just kept praying, oh, don't forget to pray for me. Every time they would go praying at night, don't forget to pray for my toe, don't forget it. And Aww. Brock kind of <laughs> told me, he's like, oh yeah, 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 right, yeah. right, right, right. But her toe was healed. Yeah, and Brock's like, I wish I had that kind of faith. Yeah, I wish I had her faith because my goodness, it is powerful. But that—that's a childlike faith right there. That's a yeah. re- perfect representation of it, because a childlike faith is this powerful trust in Jesus, mm-hmm. where it's like it pushes all the doubts beyond our borders. Yeah. like it—it it pushes them away where we don't even see them and we don't feel those doubts.
0: Well, because to children, anything is possible, right? They just have that, like, that wonder thing. about them, that, like...
1: But it's that aw. wonder and amazement of God, which is yeah. like, well, God, like, God's got this. Like, it doesn't matter what yeah. it is. Like, God will literally move a mountain if he needs to. Yes. Like, but our adult, our maturity understanding almost limits us to that. I and mean, we were like, well, well, and we do this, but a child, like faith is just like, oh, man. I, and I think that's why Jesus says that... You know who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven it's the children because that faith is powerful and we've seen it before I'm sure you have seen it. I'm, yeah. I've seen it. in your own kids you've probably seen yep. it you're just like what like, like how no big
0: deal yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. and it's just like that childlike faith is just something that's so it important it's beautiful it's and a good
0: example for us to to learn is. from because as you get I think maybe a little older and experience maybe some, some
1: heartaches and some troubles some
0: heartaches and some like maybe, you know, things I that do weren't think answered that the God, way you to. That's it. I, you're like taking the words out of my brain. It's like you've prayed for something and God always answers prayer, but he might not answer it mm-hmm. in the exact way that we think he should, which sometimes makes us a bit crusty and rigid yeah. as we get older. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the
1: thing is like this child, oh, it's so like crazy. Yeah and i i think of um a junior high a junior high came to mind when i was when i was mm-hmm. when i was sorry i'm gonna go close yeah, like, a junior you. high came to mind when i was writing this um he asked the most mind-blowing questions like he will confuse you with the most mind-bending questions we mm-hmm. did a creation series and the questions he had on the oh. universe of how it was ever <laughs> expanding and ever i was like dude i expect this from like senior highs or physics students yeah. like, where are you going with this but then he just relates up by Jesus, like, man, like he just did that. And I was just like,
0: yes, I'm just <laughs> stunned
1: because I'm just like, dude, that's awesome. Yep. And it's, it is so exciting to see that fa- that level of faith. And like, the thing is, I, I don't want us to miss out on this. Yeah. I don't want us to to go blind to this because we we look at anywhere in our church, we can see it. Like we had when the, when our kids, we always highlight how our kids exit. The sanctuary yeah <laughs> look at that though like when they're downstairs i'm sure you've been downstairs you've experienced yeah. this idea of childlike faith for this but god can do that kind of yeah. Thing, yeah and constantly like we can look at our youth i see in our youth all the time this wonder of amazement this trust this powerful faith and it's just like it's mind-blowing because i'm like god you've, you've put that in them yeah where it's just like it's incredible mm-hmm. and like i just don't want us to miss that out um, yeah, it's really, really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to share a personal story as we just kind of finish off, and um, the personal story. But the personal story, I f- so they definitely heard me. Just say it's a long one. That's but great. um, <laughs> my personal story. Um, so I, d- I, d- I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't, I didn't really grow up in in a religious home, which is completely fine. It's not a shot to my parents or anything. I, I like, yeah. I wouldn't just really a fact. That's what happened. Yeah. no big deal. And. I, I remember getting invited to youth group and it was, it was Carrie invited me to youth group. She wasn't even my girlfriend at the time. Cause she said, you know, I'm not dating you until, you know, you're, you're like committed. And I was like, looking back on it I'm like, that's fair choice, fair choice. All right. She'll proudly say that all the time. It's great. Makes me laugh now. And I'm just like, where people are like, oh, you were dating for Jesus. And I was like, well, awesome. Um, so <laughs> moving on, um, I got invited to youth group, and I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. And I came out, and Christians are the weirdest people in the world. Yeah. They're so strange. <laughs> and, um,
0: <laughs> well, thank you. They're so strange.
1: <laughs> Look, I did this on Sunday morning, and you should have heard people laugh. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and, like, they're strange people, but I loved it. Yeah. Because what, it, what ended up happening was I developed this community, this brotherhood of a small group where it didn't matter what it was, we could go to each other and yeah. share things. Yeah. That's what youth group was. And I was like, okay. And I remember my youth pastor at the time. His name was Andrew. He, sh- he shared with me who Jesus was, who, what, what, why he's important. He started telling me who Jesus was. And I was like, okay, son of God, all right. Like, I wasn't still sure on the whole God thing. And he's like, he died for you. My mind froze on that. My mind completely created things. He froze, like, he died for you. And my mind was just like, No. That can't happen.
0: Why would anyone do that? Because I was yeah. stuck
1: on those why questions. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: I was stuck on this. You know, why would? Why do I deserve this? Why would he die for me? Why, there's no point. To, I'm useless. Why would you ever want mm. me? And I was stuck on that. And I remember driving up to my parents' cottage because they went to a cottage in concurrence. My mom and I were driving up. And I remember this really beautiful scene where I kind of looked out of the passenger window and... I saw this, like, the sun was kind of starting to go down. So, you know when it starts to go down, mm-hmm. you kind of can look at it a bit more because it's not yeah. as blinding. And it's, it's, it's at, like that twilight Yeah. It started going down. And I remember looking at it and seeing this, like, rolling farmer's hill and a forest kind of to the right. And I was just, like, everything clicked in my mind where I was like, oh, gosh, like, God, you've made this. And I was like, God, you, like, this wonder and amazement yeah. that we describe in a Childlike Faith. I had it at a much later age. Yeah. Because it's not just limited to, to children, though. It's people who first come to faith. They can be that for anyone. And my mind was blown. And I, when I tell people about my faith, I'm like, no, my, when I came to faith, it shattered my world. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a negative way. What I mean is, like, imagine if your whole worldview which is a mirror. Just like a mirror. It okay. showed everything in your world that you understand that you know. And I just imagine Jesus with a sledgehammer just coming and, like, hitting that. <laughs> and it burst. And the, my eyes were open to what the world is. That is a creation that God designed. And it was like everything in my world changed. Like it shattered. Yeah. That's what I mean. Because it wasn't something that needed to be put back together. It was like I had blinders on the whole time.
0: Yeah.
1: This th- I, I okay. want to encourage us because I think this childlike faith is something we can see. It's something we can witness. Yeah. It's something we can help grow into our youth and our kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can ever go back to having a childlike faith. Once we've walked away from that, because I think there's an innocence to it. Yeah. But go, go talk to our youth. Go, go volunteer in a kids ministry. Go volunteer yeah. in nursery. You will see this childlike faith on firsthand, and it is incredible and it is powerful, and it will sometimes fill you up because you're yeah. just like, I don't know, man, but I, I like where we're going. It's great. Yeah. And I want to challenge us to go into the world this week. And don't be stumbled, but rather take amazement and look at the beauty and look at the trust that we can have in God and just be like, no, God, you got this. Yeah. Like remember that childlike faith feeling and, and uh, just go for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Wes. That was really uh, like motivating and uplifting. Thank yeah. you. That was good. That was good. Um, if you want to get in touch with Pastor Wes, you can reach him at Wes at Waynefleet B I C. and my email address is julietwainfleetbic.com. So thank you so much for tuning in today. We are glad to have you with us, and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week.
1: Bye.